0: And I'd like to welcome everybody to the Department of Defense Bloggers Roundtable uh, for Thursday, uh, September 25th, 2014. My name is William Selby. I'm with the Office of the Secretary of Defense Public Affairs, and I'll be the moderator today. A note to the bloggers on the line, please remember to uh, clearly state your name and blog or organization in advance of your question. Keep your uh, questions succinct and to the point. And if you are not asking a question, we ask that you please keep your phones on mute. Sorry. (coughs) Today, uh, our guests are Lieutenant Commander Dana Lee, U.S. Public Health Service Chief, Early Intervention Psychological Health Promotion at the Deployment Health Clinical Center, Defense Center of Excellence for Psychological Health and TBI. And also joining her is First Sergeant Simon Sandoval, who will share his story on coping with invisible wounds and reaching out for care and support. Uh, I guess we can go ahead and start with Lieutenant Commander Lee, if you have an opening statement you can go ahead with that and then once you are finished, uh, First Sergeant, the floor will be yours. Yes,
1: sir. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Shelby. So, um, again, my name is uh, Lieutenant Commander Dana Lee and I'm the uh, Chief of Early Intervention over at the Deployment Health Clinical Center, Defense Centers of Excellence for Psychological Health and Traumatic Brain Injury. And uh, today um, I'm covering the Rewash campaign and the fact that we have a new new app that was launched uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, So the Rewash campaign, um, in providing an overview of the campaign, it is a multimedia public awareness initiative designed to encourage help seeking behavior among service members and veterans coping with psychological health concerns. And uh, it was launched in 2009, and the campaign is an integral part of the Defense Department's overall effort to eliminate the stigma that that was identified in the 2007 Mental Health Task Force report and encourage help-seeking behaviors for invisible wounds. And I'm actually very excited to share with all of you uh, the new app that we have, and uh, uh, it's It's uh, the Real Warriors app available for free for iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch. It is actually free to to the public and available on the App Store um, for everyone, not only for service members um, and veterans, but everyone who's interested in downloading and supporting supporting service members and veterans. So uh, that is kind of the intro that that I wanted to provide. Uh, Are there any questions so far?
0: We'll go ahead and uh, thank you, ma'am, for your opening statement. We'll go ahead and get to start with the questions right after an, um, First Sergeant's opening statement. First Sergeant Sandoval.
2: Thank you, Mr. Shelby. Uh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, ma'am. Um, of, of of course, you you just want me to start with the uh, beginning with the little background details of uh, my story of uh, my tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, sir. Is that what you're looking for? Uh, and yes, then,
0: that that's fine. How you know you're, you're you can give us as much as or as little of your your story as you want, sir. Okay,
2: um, I'm a first on. Uh, uh, I'm a first on United States Marine Corps, and I'm currently the first on for Force uh, Headquarters Group with Sixth Air Naval Gunfire Liaison Company here in Concord, California. Um, I'll begin uh, with my story. I was a sergeant when I was first uh, deployed to uh, the march up to Baghdad when uh, the the initial push started in Kuwait in 2003. And I was there, and I was training, and I was a squad leader at the time, which moved up to be a platoon sergeant in the middle of deployment. We were there for about 11 months in my uh, first uh, deployment during the campaign when it first started in Iraq. Um, As you know, it was a long push from... uh, Kuwait when we crossed the line of departure into the, to, to the borders of, uh, of Iraq. And, um, when we had first gone into Iraq and then we pushed all the way to Baghdad and, uh, we were in, in, uh, the city of Baghdad for about three months. Um, we did have very little contact as far as firefights and things like that. So my first deployment, I can't say where I, I didn't have anything that really, uh, uh, traumatized me as far as uh, post traumatic stress or TBI or anything. You know, I, I went in with 48 Marines and I came home with 48 Marines. So uh, when we got home, we were probably one of the last battalions to get back to 29 Palms, California. And you know, everything was great. had a had a big party at my, at my house with my platoon, and everybody was happy, and things were good to go. You know, I, I thought that that was uh, probably my last deployment, but then. I found myself where I was being PCS down to Camp Pendleton when I joined on with 1st Battalion, 4th Marines, and then I was immediately deployed uh, within the year back to Iraq for OIF-2. And I was a platoon sergeant at that time, a staff sergeant. And um, uh, when I went into uh, into Iraq, uh, and we were stationed in Diwaniya, and uh, my company was then called. I was with Alpha Company, 1st Battalion, uh, 4th Marines. We had uh, immediately been called to go and... Uh, and uh, seized the city of Najaf to fight against the Mah- Mahdi militia, against Ma- Maqtara al-Sadr, who had taken control of the Imam Ali Mosque. Uh, that fight was, uh, you know, to uh, uh, just to say that it was uh, a fight that was very bloody and uh, a lot of firefights, and it was for the whole month of, of August, for the, uh, 2004. During that time, um, when I was fighting there, I had lost two Marines, one by the name of Private First Class Nicholas Skinner, who was 19 years old and Lance Corporal Alex Arredondo. Now, if you don't know the story about Alex Arredondo, his father was the one that uh, that helped those people in the Boston bombing during the time he was the one with the cowboy hat. Does everybody know that person? You don't have to uh, answer, up, but if you don't, you can Google him. His name is Carlos Arredondo, and he was, uh, he's been around and, you know, uh, do, doing a lot of uh, of uh, supporting events that uh, are helping now the city of Boston. Um, to give a little background about this gentleman, um, he um when he got the word that his son was killed in action he uh he went into the garage and he got a gallon of, of gasoline and went to the government vehicle and he doused it with uh with gasoline and poured a little on himself and then he set set himself in the government vehicle on fire and uh, you could also find that on the news if you were if you were to google it um i think that that after we lost private first class skinner then alex er, er, er erdondo um and uh, we had very a lot of Marines that were wounded uh, when we finally breached into the, the city of Najaf. Um, that's when uh, a lot of the emotions started to come out. And when I had lost those two Marines and I was only, you know, we were the only platoon that had actually the, the most casualties, um, it, it took an effect on me from coming home, and I didn't know how to cope with those things. I had thought that I was done with the Marine Corps. And um, coming back, I found myself that I was, uh using alcohol as, as uh something to numb my emotions. So I would drink a lot excessively and uh it wasn't and I was planning to get out of the Marine Corps but I had a first sergeant that called me up and asked me what I was doing and getting out of the Marine Corps with all the experience I had. So it was then that at that time I went to M C R D Marine Corps Recruit Depot San Diego to become a drill instructor. And still even as as a drill instructor and as a senior drill instructor I was still finding myself drinking excessively, you know, uh, during my off time, you know, not training recruits. So uh, just to fast forward from there, I, I, was, uh, I got stationed in 29 Palms, California, again with the, the 2nd Battalion, 7th Marines, and also the 3rd Battalion, 4th Marines, where I was a company first sergeant, a company Gunny, and a company first sergeant, but with 3-4. And um, I, um, I went back to Afghanistan, and we were fighting in the upper Goresh Valley, and my company sustained a lot of casualties during that time. And as we got closer to the end of the deployment, I came back home with uh, with uh, Marines that I had lost there. And a lot of old, those emotions that I thought i let go of from Iraq started coming up again. And I hit it, and I felt that I was the first sergeant of Marines, and there was no way that I was going to tell my story or tell anybody that I had gone through uh Combat and operational stress that I had sustained from from the Afghanistan or the, my deployment to Afghanistan. So I uh, continuously went to the grave sites of all my Marines that I lost, and I was uh, still finding myself numbing myself with alcohol. And it wasn't until I came to Concord, California, to where I found something over here where I started. I picked myself up because I, I, I refused to make myself a victim. But you know, although I had all these invisible wounds, that, which we call them, I, I, I found a way to, uh, to cope with everything. And I found it through Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and that was my way of uh, dealing with it. Now I've been training for about a year, and I've been doing the things that, uh, that get me ready for tournaments and things like that. And those are the things that you know now help me. Instead of finding myself, uh, burying myself into the bottom of, of a bottle, I go home and I drink a lot of water trying to figure out what, it, what I'm going to do the next day for my training. And if you have any questions, I, I guess I could elaborate more on my story, but that's what I had to tell. Uh, Mr. Shelby, is there anything?
0: Uh, that's good, sir. We're going to go ahead and, and give the bloggers, yeah, we'll go around the horn with the bloggers. Uh, Tom, uh, actually, for all the bloggers, if you have a, please address who your question is for before your question is and then go on from there. Tom, you were first on the line, so go ahead with your question.
3: Well, good morning or afternoon now. My name is Tom Goring. I'm the webmaster of Navy Cyberspace, NavyCS.com. First of all, First Sergeant, I appreciate everything that you do um, and Commander, for the opportunity for this call and and the work that you're doing with these apps and the website. Uh, My question is the coordination between the different parts of the the government that are attacking this issue, such as realwarriors.net, Um, you've got military source. you've got uh, uh, the VA has a number of different opportunities uh, to find on the web. You've got the National Institute of Mental Health. Uh, Is there any coordination between the different government agencies to to try to attack this issue um, as a united force than trying to have a number of different opportunities like there's currently that I find anyway? Thank you.
1: Uh, this is uh, Tom, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Hi, this is Lieutenant Commander Lee. Uh, that's a, a great question. And um, uh, as a campaign and as an agency, we are constantly or frequently um, uh, attempting to coordinate the messaging. We work closely with uh, defense uh, suicide prevention office, and we also have uh, at uh, our leadership level interactions with other federal agencies so that we can connect uh, with regards to messaging, uh, providing consistent messaging, um, and also the strategies that we use to reach out to our service members and veterans. So definitely there is, uh, there are ongoing discussions on how to collaborate and, uh, again, deliver consistent messaging uh, to our audiences. And uh, I, this is uh, not part of the answer, but I wanted to um, actually go back and, and thank uh, First Sergeant Sandoval for sharing his story with us today because it really ties in very nicely with, with what the campaign and what we are trying to do every day. Um, and and It ties in well with the goals of of our campaign and uh, to create awareness about the resources available for psychological health care and support for service members, their families and veterans, but also for their commanders, uh, for health care providers and the public at large, and to create understanding regarding the psychological obstacles, um, challenges service members may feel prevent them from seeking care and support for psychological health concerns and three, create awareness of the concepts of resilience and in early intervention as well as the roles they play in successful care, uh, recovery, and reintegration for returning warriors, um, and, and also to improve and enhance the overall force readiness. So I know it's not part of the answer, but I wanted to to, to thank First Sandoval for, for his story and also to say to give everyone a little bit of a background is that he is our most recent profilee and spokesperson for the campaign, and we're very excited to have somebody from the Marine Corps um, share the story because we do want to have a, a, a good representation in terms of uh, the people who sp- speak on our behalf and, and also to share their stories about deployments and coping with invisible wounds and actually um, excelling. Um, this is the case today. So,
0: um, thank you very much, ma'am. Well,
1: thank you. Over.
0: Thank you. And uh, Amy, you are next.
4: Yes, thank you so much. And this is Amy Bouchard. I'm a blogger and reporter with military.com. I write our um, military spouse blog. So, I was actually um, hoping we could talk a little bit about the app. Um, if you could please tell me how this is different than using, say, a set hashtag as uh, a campaign on an existing social media site that like uh, Instagram um, you know what what the difference is between doing that and far as far as sharing goes um, with uh, between that and the app thank you
1: Thank you Amy for that question um, uh, we are here to talk about the app as well and, and I appreciate the question so um, it, the app is called Real Warriors, and it's an online photo sharing service that offers pure support for the military community. And users uh, can upload photos to the wall, salute others, share photos via social networks such as uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Flickr, and, and other platforms. And it's accessible 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and the resources are available as well. Um, so it, it is specific. Um, it, The the image and and, uh, the background that we use, we are trying to uh, offer that to our service members and veterans who may identify with with that more than, say, uh, what's available on Instagram. Um, Obviously everybody has access to Instagram or Facebook, but we wanted to create something that was unique and allows us to actually salute. It has certain features that are specific. and uh, one example would be when a service member comes back from deployment, um, there's the opportunity for the families to, to take pictures and upload uh, and, and really share that moment with the campaigns community via the mobile app, for example. Um, so the app will let the, um, the user snap a picture, choose a caller, pick a message, which is really part of the experience add a caption, and upload to the wall. So um, to cover the wall a little bit more, um, anyone can check out the wall to honor and support one another, whether it's through the app or the complimentary website, which works on any device, uh, mobile, tablet, or desktop. And uh, I can give you the uh, URL, which is realstrength.realwarriors. So that is a complimentary wall to the app.
4: Did that answer your question, Amy? Uh, yes, thank you. I, I was. Uh, I apologize for not having a chance to review the app myself before this call. I, I tried and my phone informed me that I needed to update it, which I've been procrastinating on. So now we're in a spiral of um, phone updates over here.
1: <laughs>
4: well, I actually had to... Um, upgrade my,
1: my uh, iPad over the weekend and, and uh, installed the app recently myself and I've been um, playing with it. And it's, it's really a great opportunity to share pictures people who are prior service or had a prior deployment or photos they uh, have taken with their family members, their loved ones, friends. It's a good way to, to encourage others to, to uh, by way of sharing positive messages uh sending words of encouragement so uh, i think it's a wonderful app that we can uh, promote and uh, will enhance our ability to um, share resources and resources and our messages that seeking help is a sign of strength and uh, it benefits uh, service member the veteran their families and um, uh, the military community
2: uh ma'am if i may uh, hello Amy, good morning.
4: Hi, thanks for uh taking
2: this call with us. Yes, um uh, just to let you know, I have uh, downloaded the app cuz I, I I you know, I'm I'm a 1st and we tend to want to test things out and kind of taste and and you know, feel and see, see how it actually works. So I I've been able to go into the app. Now, just to uh, let you know, I, I do have uh, Marines that are out of the Marine Corps, you know, that are no longer active duty that um have been able to I have been seeking to me since I'm still active duty to find help to uh, with the, the stresses that they still are facing, and um, with a lot of these things that I'm going through, like the live chat, the phone number, the texting that you could do, even the pictures that you could post on here, you know, just to show the you know the things that uh, you know our warrior, our warriors are are doing, you know, in their day-to-day lives. I I I think this is a great resource. I'm going to continue to use it myself and push it out to any of the of the warriors that I've served to combat with that still call me today, either whether it's Facebook. You now, there there are other links to this, like Facebook and Twitter. I don't have a Twitter account, but I do have a Facebook. And, you know, if you even just uh, go to that, you know, it gets you directly to a Facebook page where you could even look this up and go and get into some more information. So I, I, for one, have been still testing it out and, and uh, playing with the app, but I think it's a it's a good thing that we're doing here.
1: Thank you. Yes, ma'am. And if I may add, this is Lieutenant Commander Lee again, um, uh, First Sergeant Sandoval actually provided a great overview of, of the app just now, but um, to, be, uh, to add a little more information on that is that um, on the left-hand side, there is a Reach Out 24-7 uh, feature, and the app and the responsive website can connect users to uh, resources 24-7, um, including the DECO Outreach Center. Uh, the Real Warriors Live chat that, for certain, all mentioned, and the Military Crisis Line, whether it's through uh, m- making a phone call or sending a text message. And the Outreach Center allows anyone to confidentially speak with a trained um, health resource consultant any time of the day or night by calling 866 966 10 Two zero, and they can uh, have direct contact with somebody who can provide resources in their local communities and also answer questions about invisible wounds.
0: Thank you very much, ma'am. And uh, Dan, hello.
5: Hi, yes. Sorry, this is Dan Kister from MilitaryAvenue.com dot uh, When. And thank you uh, both for your your service. It's, it's much appreciated. I'm from a military family, and um, again, I appreciate what you've gone through. Uh, from a military family perspective, using the app, can you explain to me how it would be beneficial to the military member? Military family member, sorry. Um, this is Lieutenant Commander
1: Lee. Um, this. This is a peer-to-peer, user-driven app, so it's not only available to service members and veterans, uh, but also to to anyone, including family members. And this is one way to uh, keep connected, especially if, um, let's say, a service member is downrange, deployed. Um, this You can still use the Wall of Support uh, to send positive messages or words of encouragement Um, uh, back and forth. You know, it doesn't have to be a service member snapping a picture and sending it over to a family member, but uh, the other way around as well. So it it is a way of supporting each other, um, whether you are deployed or you are um, in a training and you're away for a month or two. So um, I I do think that uh, this this app can be used in many different ways by a number of different people. And uh, also, um, uh, uh, the public at large can post messages. uh, And those can be viewed uh, viewed on the app, on the phone, or the, the wall of support. So it can be, again, used in many different ways.
5: Thank you.
0: Okay, is there anybody on the line uh, who has not asked a question who would like to? Rajat, we can go back around the horn then. Tom, go ahead with your question.
3: Okay, I I have actually two questions. Right now it's available on the iPhone, iPad, or anything that that Apple has through their iTunes store. Is this going to be available for uh, Android devices also? And second question. Um well it, I'm on the desktop version of it now, and there is no way to actually interact with this that I can tell. I guess I can do salutes, but I mean, could I and share, but could I upload photos from the desktop or version of it? Thank you.
1: So I'll, I'll go with the last question first. Um, you would have to use the app, download the app on your phone to be able to upload the uh, the pictures. But you can still salute and uh, sort, it's going to sort the the pictures by most saluted on your desktop because I've done that before and it does work pretty well. Um, uh, The first question, whether it's going to be available in different platforms, yes, it is a plan for the campaign in the future to explore, uh, for example, Android and making it more widely accessible and available.
0: Thank you. And Amy.
4: Um, following up on the last question, do you have a timeline for when it's available on Android? And I ask this because anytime I talk about an app, immediately people want to know when it's going to be available on Android. So, stemming the storm here. <laughs>
1: that's a good question, and, and that's uh, uh, that's an important point. We we. Are actually in the process of, of exploring it. Uh, we don't have a set time frame, but uh, when we do make it available, we can reach out to you all and and give you the information um, if that's helpful. But I, I'm an Android user myself, um, but I do have an iPad, so I'm I'm counting on both right now, the Android piece too. So, uh, but we'll certainly uh, update you once that happens.
0: Thank you. And Dan?
5: Uh, Yes, thank you. Uh, How will the Department of Defense push this out uh, for the military community to learn about it besides the blogger roundtables? What's the other way you're going to push this out to the military community?
0: Lieutenant Commander Lee, did you get that?
1: Yes, um, I was on mute. I'm sorry. I was, I was just pressing on the wrong thing. Um, so we uh, it, today's call is very important. Your involvement and you pushing out the information is part of a larger effort. And we're also uh, plugging the, the the app or promoting the app in social media, and we also have our website and. Um, so we're using a number of different ways to to promote the app, and uh, we also had an opportunity to to talk about the the app in more detail during the uh, psychological health uh, and resilience summit that occurred over at uh, DHA uh, DHHQ uh, last week. So we are um, doing uh, we're employing a number of different methods to to really. Uh, Disseminate the information about the app and the features and the resources available, not only through the app but also linking it back to the real warriors campaign and uh, uh, the fact that we have uh, over 125 articles that people can access and and uh, podcasts that people can listen to. So there are uh, it's all complementary.
5: Thanks, and if I may ask for Sergeant Sendovo a question real quick.
2: Uh, yes, uh, if I could just add on to that, ma'am, uh, sir, uh, I uh, I just got a, a message this morning, on, uh, or an email, uh, uh, telling me that 465 individuals that were listening to the radio last Monday when I was I was on 12 different radio stations uh, talking about you know some of the, the experiences I went through in Iraq and Afghanistan, and uh, you know just speak to them and then talking about the different resources such as the Real Warrior, the Wonder Warrior Campaign, Re- uh, Warriors Campaign. Um, you know, that's how I know that we're uh, pushing this information out, and people are actually getting the information. Even my father gave me a call the other day uh, telling me that he saw me on the news in San Antonio about this uh, campaign that we're pushing out. So the, the message is getting out there, sir. Hey, I'm sorry, you, had, you had a question, sir?
5: Yeah, if you don't mind. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, what is the biggest benefit that you see uh, coming from this app?
2: Uh, the, the biggest benefit I'm going to see is actually having the the resource that's, you know, that's designed that's specifically for those wounded warriors that are coming back from Afghanistan or who have been back for a while just haven't, you know, seeked out the help. Now, we do have other resources, that, such as our local vet centers and military one source and things like that, but I think uh, this app right here and this resource is, uh you know, just is, is focusing on the real on the wounded warriors and their family members that you know are seeking for those help, and you know I've I've even you know sent out a text already just to see you know uh, of how it could help me because you know I'm not a finished product, sir, and I know that there are still issues even though I found an outlet you know to cope with the things that I face and you know my day-to-day life, but I I, I do know that I I still need to seek out the the help that will. You know, make me a better man or a better person to uh to uh, continue on with my life and not have those, you know, thoughts of uh of destructive behavior or drinking or turning it into any other negative ways that could affect me later on just because uh the the stresses that I that I have experienced in combat. Does that answer your question, sir? Yes it does. Thank you so much. Yes, sir.
1: And if I may add, um, this is uh, the app. I see it as a great opportunity for us to to be able to reach um, service members, especially uh, the, those who are in the eight, uh, age group uh, 18 to to 31. Um, that is our target audience, and and uh, we also know that uh, smartphones are very widely used in that population. So. This is another great way of reaching, being able to reach uh, service members and, and veterans.
0: Over. Thank you very much. And uh, Tom, did you have any more questions? Uh, one for uh, first Sergeant,
3: uh, for Sergeant Sandoval, is there How how are we doing as a, as a organization, the military, the the DoD, the Veterans Administration? From your perspective, I know we've made serious steps positively over the years but
2: how much further do we have to go how how, how effective are we that's a very good question uh, just uh, last week i was on uh, i was on a boat i was on leave and my father was visiting from san antonio and he was uh, uh, we took a cruise to go uh, look at alcatraz and angel island here in the bay area i don't know if you know about that Ned. but um <laughs> but while, while i was on that boat i was uh, there's a gentleman that you know, older gentleman, and he saw a shirt that I was wearing that had United States Marine Corps and you know twenty nine palms. And he's we had a discussion, and you know he was asking me you know about my time and my service, and it, he was a marine that was that uh, was uh, that fought during the Vietnam War, and me and him uh, started talking about you know our time in, in the in the Marine Corps and the you know how devil dogs are we. uh we 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 elaborate stories and we do a little bit of cursing <laughs> you know and uh as we were uh, we are talking you know he was saying like you know when I came home he was telling me about all the things that he had faced that uh the resources that weren't available and he told you know it it was very uh sad and i have an utmost respect for all our veterans you know the vietnam veterans you know the korean war veterans you know the the veterans that are still alive today you know and that and have passed and i think that with that discussion, I see the help that our fine young men and women are getting from Iraq and Afghanistan and uh, the the resources they have that they didn't have back when, during the Vietnam campaign uh, was going on. And uh, I, I think we're heading in the right direction. Of course, there's always room for improvement, but uh, I believe, as a Marine, that uh, there are people out there that want to pull our our young men and women in and say look we're here to help you to help you face uh, the the, the trials and tribulations that you're going through in your life today just because of the things that you saw in combat and um, I think that uh, that we do have the help and it is going in the right direction sir does that answer your question? It does again and thank you very much
3: for
0: your service Yes sir, thank you And Amy, uh, did you have a follow-up?
4: I no further questions, but thank you. You're
0: welcome. And Dan? Um, no, I have no further questions,
5: but I would like to say to both of them, thank you thank you for your service.
0: Thank you, sir. Thank you, Dan. And Tom, did you have any more follow-ups? Uh, I do not. and Thank you again. Roger that. Well, I'd like to thank you, everybody, for their questions and for your comments. Uh, Thanks again to uh, First Sergeant Sandoval and Lieutenant Commander Lee for being on the uh, program today. Lieutenant Commander Lee and then again also First Sergeant, if you have any closing closing comments, uh, you can go ahead with those now. Ma'am, would you like to go first? I
1: uh, know. Please go
0: ahead. Uh, I'd just like to thank everybody, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing me to be
2: on this. Uh, I think that this is a, a great campaign that we're pushing, I'm, and I was glad uh, you know, to have volunteered and to actually be a part of this. And I think that this is something... Great that we're going to be able to uh, help our young men and women that are coming back from my from Iraq and Afghanistan and who have gone to uh, uh, those things that they you know that they've they've done over there and they've had to see and then actually getting the help that and ladies and gentlemen thank you for helping us to uh, to spread this message out of uh, of the cause that we are that we're you know our mission right here to help our fine young men and women.
4: That's all I have. Hi, uh,
1: Lieutenant Commander Lee. Um... I would like to echo what Professor uh, Sandoval just mentioned, and uh, again, many thanks to you for spreading the word about the campaign, about help seeking, encouraging help seeking, and also about the resources that, that we have, including the latest app that we have available. Again, many thanks to, to you all, and, and uh, we do hope that through uh, to today's discussions the word will get out even more so that service members, veterans, their families, everybody can, can actually be part of the conversation and help us improve um, access to care and improve um, the messaging or disseminate the messaging that um, it is okay to talk to your commander, it is okay to talk to your uh, health care provider, and seeking help is a sign of strength. Thank you very That's much, all
0: for me, Thank you. Thank you very much. Again, I'd like to thank everybody for joining the program today. Uh, You'll be able to download the audio link to this program today on DoD Live. I'll have that up in probably about an hour, uh, give or take a few minutes. Uh, If not, check back tomorrow morning again on DoD Live. Thanks again for everybody for your participation. This ends the program. Feel free to disconnect.